Welcome back to Rough in the Basket. I am finally back. You know, maybe you guys let's go. Me. Maybe you guys missed me. I know Brandon Carr did. Maybe some of you don't. I mean, my voice is kind of kind of annoying. I kind of have to live with it, but it is what it is. But anyways, I am back, and uh, you know, we got some breaking news here on the show. Uh, to start it out, Carson Wentz, you know, traded the Washington Commanders. Big news here. Huge but uh, news. no, no, that well, we're just joking, man. That that's honestly the least of our worries this week. Like, dude, there's so much crap happening. Dude, last night I was uh just at my brother's house and somebody sends me a text saying, Bro, Tom Brady just came out of retirement. And I, I thought it was a joke. I actually checked the date to check if it was April Fool's. Like, I I've been that out of time in Columbia. Like, I have no idea what day it is. It's actually Pi Day right now, 3.141.4 when we're recording. Yeah, yeah, it's all my uh my you know nerds out there watching the show, but but uh <laughs> but anyways, yeah, hot start. But uh yeah, Tom Brady's back, so that's pretty crazy. Uh the guy was retired for a grand total of maybe two months, and uh yeah, I mean bro like the what what the heck is happening here you know i am actually really excited to see him come back i mean it just felt like the nfl was kind of boring without him to be honest it just had a different vibe to it so i'm happy to see him back um you know there's been a pattern like throughout the last i think it's seven years that whenever he lost a playoff game he won the super bowl the year after and uh what do you know last season he lost the playoff game so we'll see if he wins it again this year they definitely have the the makeup to do it but uh yeah, Carl, what was your thoughts? I mean, I'll be honest, dude. When I saw that, I really thought his Twitter got hacked. Dude, first of all, welcome back. I'm glad you're back. There's so much to talk about. Um, this news, okay, I'm not surprised. I'm not completely surprised. I was more on the fence of Brady was gonna stay retired, but then the more I like kept thinking about it, keep seeing Bruce Arians say, like. Um, Bruce Arians is like he's coming back. Uh, the general manager Jason like saying he's coming back. The Bucks being so confident that he was coming back, and then uh, yesterday Tom Brady was at the uh, Manchester. Ooh, I don't know soccer. It's a team that was a Manchester United game, I think. Manchester. Whatever City. team Cristiano Ronaldo plays for. Whatever team Cristiano Ronaldo plays for. Not a big soccer fan, but. Was at that game, Tampa Bay uh, ownership. The Glazers have obviously ownership's uh, claim to that team, and you know, like maybe they just had a conversation yesterday, and you know, Brady ended up deciding to come back. But I think the timing makes sense too because free agency, as we are recording this, just started. So there's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a plethora of free agents. Ryan Jensen resigned their center probably due to Tom Brady coming back. If Brady never came back, I don't think Jensen would have uh, decided to come back um, to the Bucs. But huge news. Uh, Tom Brady, you know, look, look at last season. This guy led the NFL in passing yards, led the NFL in touchdown passes. He was second in MVP voting. This guy still has a lot left in the tank. And I think he just – he's just one of those types of guys where you just knew that that competitive fire that he has in him, it's just so hard to get rid of that because, I mean, this guy's been going out. This is going to be his 23rd season. He was fantastic last season. He said before that he wants to play until he sucks. Clearly did not suck last season. And you just got to give the guy a lot of credit for wanting to continue. Very short-lived retirement. I think the retirement was a total of 40 days. So crazy but i'm not i'm not completely uh surprised by it and very much looking forward to tom brady playing this age 45 season 
for Tampa Bay. And yeah, I'm just, you know, excited for the GOAT to be back. Yeah, it's funny how like the day before, you know, he's talking to Ronaldo and there was a, a hot mic that picked up a conversation between them. And Ronaldo was like, hey, man, you you done for real? Or and then Tom Brady was just kind of like, oh, I don't uh, might be announcing tomorrow. I'm coming back. He didn't say that, but he, he was just kind of quiet. And it was like you could just have this vibe that he, he was coming back. And uh, yeah, I mean. I think this is great for Tampa Bay. Obviously, that's a huge win for them. One less thing they have to worry about. They have the team to win a Super Bowl again. Just bringing back Tom Brady in itself is uh, obviously huge. Probably the biggest thing they could have done this offseason. So that's a huge plus for them. And, you know, I again, I was shocked when he retired because it was just so out of nowhere. So it, it just feels right that he's coming back. But the fact that we are about to have a 45-year-old be the best quarterback in the NFL is absolutely insane. Never thought I would hear that being said in my lifetime, but Tom Brady is an anomaly. He is a guy that is just outside of the box with everything. He has nothing left to prove. He doesn't need the money. I think he's getting a grand total of $8 million this year with the way that his contracts worked out. He'll probably increase that amount a little bit at least, but it's not about the money with him. It's not about the accolades at this point. It's not about another Super Bowl. It's not about anything. It's just about the fact that he loves the game. And I think that's really what changed my opinion on Tom Brady throughout the years. Cause when I was a kid, when I was like 13, 14 years old, I, I freaking hated Tom Brady to be honest, but over the years, it was just, you, you see the success he's had and it's like, what more is there to prove? What more, money does he need and the answer is nothing for both of those questions it's just the fact that he loves the game and uh i mean he loves the game more than i do and i love the game a lot you know just watching it so that's something right there and you just have to um take your hat off for him and just uh you know give him your respect at this point yeah and you're completely right i mean for him it's just the competitive fire in him the willingness to win the willingness to keep playing improve people wrong like Tom Brady has had that chip on his shoulder for his entire career being a six round pick pick 199 this guy's always had that and I just I'm just not surprised by the fact that he's coming back Tampa Bay as a whole I mean there's still a lot of free agents that they have but getting back Ryan Jensen helps they did lose um Ali Marpet to free agency and Alex Kappa actually signed with the Cincinnati Bengals today as we're recording this so they have lost a couple of offensive linemen but look at the NFC South the NFC South is not a good division look at Carolina I mean Carolina or New Orleans seems primed to get Deshaun Watson but you know those two teams aren't really good at the moment you got the Falcons with Matt Ryan who aren't you know, a great organization either. That division is very wide open. So I think Brady also kind of looked at it and said, well, it's a walk-in into the playoffs. And, you know, once you once you get into the playoffs, it's really anything goes. And, you know, Tampa Bay were the fifth seed, I believe, when they won the Super Bowl. So they're definitely more than capable of going on that type of run. And when you have Tom Brady, you can do that. So it's just the relentless pursuit of championships relentless pursuit of winning not much else to prove for Tom Brady but certainly surprised he's staying in Tampa Bay I would have thought if he came back he would have requested a trade and went to a different team but it just seemed like Tampa Bay was hell-bent on keeping him Bruce Arians was saying it would cost five first round picks to to for a team to get Tom Brady so they just seemed very honed in on him staying they didn't make any pursuit for other quarterbacks they just were all on that train of Tom Brady coming back and they were so sure of it and 
just really shook things up though. The NFC is, is as open as it can possibly be with, you know, obviously you got the Super Bowl champion Rams, you got Rodgers back with the Packers, and now you got Brady again with the Bucks. So definitely really interesting. And I think Tom Brady, you know, is definitely out to prove more people wrong. And that's just kind of who he is at this point. So you brought up the other guy staying in his place, Aaron Rodgers, which for me, that was an absolute uh, just juggernaut of a surprise. I I can honestly say I did not think for one second that Aaron Rodgers was going to stay there, especially the way they got knocked out, the way he's been complaining about the organization for the last two years. And I mean, I can't really blame him. Like they've given him no help over the last few years, but it's just the fact that he said all this stuff about Green Bay and uh, there was no surprise in the media that he was unhappy there. And then all of a sudden, you know, I guess money speaks volumes because now he's getting paid uh, $200 million over the next four years. So $153 million guaranteed. So maybe that's what did it. I don't exactly know. But then again, I feel like Aaron Rodgers at this point isn't really too worried about money either. But maybe uh, maybe I'm wrong with that. I don't know. But with that move, I, I'm going to say something. This is, a, this is a hot take I have, actually. I think Green Bay is going to take a step back. Now, I, I mean, look they're going to make the playoffs. Let's be real. They're going to make the playoffs. That division isn't that hard. You have, you go through the bears, you go through the Vikings and you go through the lions, all teams, which were subpar last season. I think, I think the lions are going to take a step forward. Um, we'll get into that more in a future episode. I think the Vikings are going to be up there still. And maybe the bears are going to pull off some wins here and there, but the, it's the green Bay, green Bay's division to lose. No, no debate there at all. Uh, but what I'm saying is it's just, the fact that I can honestly say after having like three straight seasons where I was so, so just focused on the Green Bay Packers winning the last three years, I, if somebody would tell me that, you know, they would have like a near perfect record going into the postseason, they would have all this momentum on their side the last three years. And then, and then they would just lose. It's like, it's just, I don't understand how any, any fan really can have faith in the Packers at this point and just believe that they're going to make it. I mean, I guess maybe if you, if you, you know, throw enough uh, darts at a board, one's going to stick maybe. And maybe they're just thinking, hey, if we keep running it back, you know, the next three years, we're going to win one of them. Maybe they're, they're right. I don't know. But it's just it's hard for me to really believe that they are going to move forward when they lost the 49ers the, the year before. I mean, they lost to I can't even remember who it was, but that was an upset, too. It's just oh, yeah, Buccaneers. Sorry. Buccaneers. Yeah, but, yeah. Maybe that, that wasn't that big of an upset because, you know, Buccaneers have Tom Brady. But the fact that it just felt like all the momentum was going Aaron Rodgers way. And that's how it always feels like going in the postseason. And then they just choke. So at this point, my expectations for them, I'm not going to say they're the Super Bowl favorites, despite probably the odds saying that at this point. But I just think that they're not going to be as effective as they were last season during the season. I think they're going to have a few less wins. And I think going into the postseason, um, once again, we're going to see the same thing that we've become accustomed to seeing with Green Bay Packers. So for me, this move did not make much sense for Aaron Rodgers. I felt like he could have gone somewhere else and potentially changed his legacy. But I think staying in Green Bay, um, I don't know, man. I, I hope for his legacy that he wins another one. I mean, it's exciting to see him and Devontae Adams together every time they connect on a touchdown pass. It actually makes me kind of happy because I got both of them. But, uh, <laughs> other than that, I mean, hey, they're exciting to watch, man. I'm not gonna lie. Like even as a Lions fan, they're they're exciting. So yeah. I'm happy to see them supposedly staying together. Maybe Devonte Adams will have something else to say about that. We can get into that in a second. But so I'm editing this a little bit late. Uh, Devonte Adams is a Raider now. We will talk about that next week. Just want to put that in there. At this point, I just don't understand why Aaron Rodgers really stayed. Yeah. Um... 
I, with Aaron Rodgers, I just it was a kind of on the the on the side where I thought he was going to stay. I was kind of back and forth for a while, but then Green Bay just kind of started to listen to him and started to make moves in favor of him, which it just it it told me that they knew what well, they wanted to do things more in favor of Aaron Rodgers. They wanted to make him happy, which they did. They brought in Tom Clemens, their co- former quarterbacks coach, now now going to be the, the quarterbacks coach again for the Packers. Um, I mean, whether or not that contract is true, because I did see Pat McAfee dispute that and Aaron Rodgers himself, I think, on numbers of that contract. But regardless, he's staying in Green Bay, and I'm not surprised by it. I know Devontae Adams – has said today that he doesn't want to play on the franchise tag, which does not surprise me because I think that's always been his stance. Um, so it's, it, the Packers have to work out a long-term deal with Devontae Adams at this point, because if you don't have Devontae Adams, then, you know, that's just a huge loss because Green Bay is still yet to find another viable option other than Devontae Adams for Aaron Rodgers to throw the ball to. So have to see what ends up happening there. But with Rodgers coming back, I'm not surprised. Um, whether or not it was the right decision, you know, remains to be seen. I guess we'll have to find out. But I think the Packers did all the right things, and they were definitely hell-bent on keeping him. They made the moves necessary to make him happy, and he, they, Aaron Rodgers ultimately decided to stay. And, you know, I, we'll have to see what ends up happening there. With Brady coming back, that definitely puts a damper on their chances a little bit winning the NFC and going to the Super Bowl because now you have to go through Tom Brady. But maybe Aaron Rodgers and the Packers can finally overcome that hump. Um, I do think that maybe they take a little bit of a step back. I know free agency-wise, they re-signed, I believe they re-signed Preston Smith and then they cut Zadaria Smith to, to free up some cap space. But we'll just have to see what ends up happening. Um, I know they had some injuries last season with Jair Alexander missing most of the season, David Bakhtiari missing most of the season. So getting those guys healthy will definitely help them out, but we'll just have to see what ends up happening and we'll see if uh, the Packers can overcome that. You know, uh, Packers fans must be absolutely thrilled right now. Shout out to Dylan. I know they did not want Jordan Love as their starting quarterback, which would have been a really bad uh, worst case scenario for them, I think. And but yeah, I mean, now you have Aaron Rodgers, you have a very winnable NFC North, which I think they're going to win the NFC North. And, you know, again, like I said, with Tom Brady and the Bucks, when, once you get into the playoffs, you just have to get hot at the right time and you can go all the way to the Super Bowl. So Aaron Rodgers, back-to-back MVPs, he's been playing his best, some of his best football of his entire career, and I expect he'll keep it up this season too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it's a big win for Green Bay though. Um, Jordan Love. If anybody's watched this show knows my thoughts on him and he is not that great of an athlete. So, um, you know, I'm really questioning what's going to happen to him. Like, what are they going to do? Is team just going to throw out a fourth round, third round pick and and hope they uh, accept the trade and maybe give Jordan Love a a shot somewhere? I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. But there is a bigger fish to fry on this this podcast right now. And one of them is Russell Wilson. Mm. Uh, Russell Wilson gets traded to the Broncos in a huge deal. Two first rounders, two second rounders. I believe a fourth rounder was included. Um, And then also uh, Noah Fant, who is a rising tight end, very consistent tight end. Drew Locke, and uh, I believe it was some. Shelby Harris. He's a good player. All right, cool. 
Yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, uh, I think this trade overall, I, you know, just hearing Russell Wilson, this big name getting traded, like uh, this has been, I think it's been coming for a while. Uh, some people expected this deal or a deal similar to this for Russell Wilson to happen even last season. Broncos, I think everybody was expecting them to go with a veteran option because they do not know how to draft quarterbacks. Unfortunately, they have failed uh, very badly. Um, shout out Paxton Lynch. And, uh, you know, so with that being said, I think it's going to be fun to watch. I think the AFC West has become the most exciting division in all of sports uh, within a week. I mean, now they got uh, Khalil Mack going out there to the Chargers. Like, this is going to be an insane division, man. You have Drew uh, Drew Carr. You have Derek Carr, who obviously is a debatably top 10 quarterback right now, depending on where you rank him and uh, made the playoffs this year. Uh, that was a shocker, despite everything the Raiders went through. You have Justin Herbert, who is a few, maybe a few seasons away from being an MVP winner. If he continues his progress the way he's headed, second year quarterback uh, last year, going to go on his third year. He's been killing it. You have Russell Wilson, who has just been a dominant top six quarterback over the last several years. And then, you know, of course, you, you can't forget about Patrick Mahomes, probably in terms of terms of uh, current talent. I mean, he's definitely in the top three. You can maybe make a case that Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady are still above him, but it's close. So you have uh, arguably four top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL in this division. And the Chargers defense, which has been terrible over the last few years, has improved overnight with the, um, the acquisition of Khalil Mack. So. I'm just going to ask this now, as things are right now, do, do you think that this puts the Broncos in a position where they will win the division? Yes or no? I would still probably, I would still probably lean Kansas city. Um, it's very hard to bet against them. Um, you know, in terms of their free agents, I know honey badger, Taran Matthew is a free agent, but this team is still under contract and, they're still a very dangerous team, but what I do think could happen with Denver, because, all right, think about what happened last season with Matthew Stafford and the Rams, right? The Rams, uh, granted, it wasn't as much of compensation that, uh, that uh, the Seahawks got for Russell Wilson, but I think, you know, you look at it, the Rams were in a position where they really needed that quarterback upgrade to push them over the top. Got Matthew Stafford at one in the Super Bowl. Russell Wilson, I think, is a better quarterback than Matthew Stafford is. And what we've said about Denver is they're a quarterback away. It's crazy to think about the quarterbacks that they've had to go through since Peyton Manning retired. You think about Drew Locke. You think about Joe Flacco. You think about Brandon Allen. You think about Paxton Lynch. You think about Teddy Bridgewater. Like, it's not great. And, you know, they've been having to deal – with mediocrity at the quarterback position and they have a really good roster. I mean, I think when you look at this trade, I think for both sides, I think it was good. I think Seattle got a haul. I mean, Drew Locke, I, I think, you know, we know what he is at this point. He's just a quarterback that has a strong arm, but really hasn't put it together. No offense, a good young tight end. Shelby Harris is a good interior defensive lineman. And then you got a couple of first round picks. Could Seattle decide to take a quarterback with that ninth overall pick? They very well might. Um, and then obviously the 2023 uh, first round pick, you got a couple of second round picks, a fifth round pick. So Seattle just with Seattle, like they weren't a team. I feel like that could have won 
you know, with that roster they have. And I know they have a roster full of veterans, but they just didn't seem like a team that I felt like was a Super Bowl contender with Russell Wilson because that defense was awful. That offensive line is still awful. Like there's still were a lot of holes. So I'm surprised. I thought Russell Wilson was going to stay, but you know, with Denver, they're going to be a really good team. They have still all their wide receivers. Jerry Judy wasn't in the deal. Tim Patrick wasn't in the deal. Cortland Sutton wasn't in the deal. KJ Hamler is coming back from injury. They have a lot of weapons. They have a good running game with Javante Williams. Their defense has some good pieces on there with a really good secondary led by Patrick Sertain, the rookie from last season with Justin Simmons still there. So then they, they have a little bit of cap space to work with. They can play around and, I know Von Miller had kind of cryptically hinted at wanting to come back there. Maybe they bring him back. So they definitely have a roster, I think, to be in the playoffs. It's a very tough division, like you said. I think this division is the best division in the NFL without a, without question at this point. But um, it's going to be competitive, and Denver, we'll just have to see what ends up happening with them. They got the quarterback. They got what they've been looking for for seven years at this point. Uh, so we'll just see what ends up happening. And Russell Wilson, as we know, is a winner. Last season was kind of an injury riddled season with that finger injury, but he's still a good quarterback when he's healthy. And, you know, Denver, I think can do a better job protecting him than the Seahawks could. So going to be really fun. The AFC West games, I hope a lot of them are on prime time because they're, it's just going to be really exciting to watch these quarterbacks duel it out and, going to be really awesome to see how this division kind of shakes out. Dude, I cannot wait until the NFL season. I really can't. Just hearing all this stuff going down, like free agency, even prior to free agency, all these trades that were happening, all these long-term contracts, people coming out of retirement. I mean, so much action going around in the NFL right now. For me personally, with this division, I would definitely lean the Chiefs still. If I had to bet everything on something, on a team that's in this division, I would say the Chiefs. However, I did say last year on this show that I do think the Chargers are going to win the Super Bowl the next year. And uh, I mean, hey, I'm not going to back down from that yet. I think there's still some question marks they got to fill, but I am going to say that I think that they're probably my second favorite team in this division. But I very much believe that three teams can make it out of this division easily. Um, I, AFC. I really like the Chargers, though. Um, that Khalil Mack trade. I know some people are going to question it because he's a 31 year old. Um, He's been having kind of a, a, like a downward spiral to his career. Like he's not getting better, but he's kind of getting worse, but he's what the thing is with Khalil Mack. I think people don't understand is they'll look at the sack numbers and they'll be like, okay, he had six and a half sacks. That's not a lot. This guy is a fantastic run defender and the chargers. If you watch the chargers games last season, their worst part of the, about their defense might have been the rush defense. Their run defense was atrocious. They, they were, I want to say they were 29th in the NFL and yards allowed on the ground. It, it was in the bottom half of the league, but it, it was really bad. And Khalil Mack's a good run defender. So putting him in there makes a lot of sense. And when you have Justin Herbert on his rookie contract and when you have cap space, you go out there and you, tr- you just go – you go balls to the wall and start making big moves, big splashy moves while you have a quarterback who is as elite as Justin Herbert is on a rookie contract. You spend money when you have it and you try to capitalize on that and win a Super Bowl. Like, you know, I know they gave Mike Williams all that money and people kind of didn't understand that, but 
look at the wide receiver market in free agency. Wasn't that great because Devontae Adams and Chris Godwin got the franchise tag. And then in the draft, yeah, you could have said they could have drafted a receiver, but this team still has a lot of holes that they need to fill with that pick. So I do really like them. I like, obviously, Justin Herbert. I really love him. And I really do think they could be in that Super Bowl conversation. I don't know what their odds are right now, but I would not mind throwing some money at them because they can definitely be a team that goes from missing the play, just barely missing the playoffs to being in that Super Bowl conversation because they have that roster, I think, to be able to get to that point. And this offseason is going to be huge for them. And we'll see what they end up doing with the rest of their free agency money and what they do in the draft. I'm a little hesitant to stick to that take now just because there's, there's so much competition in that division. However, I will say, I mean, the Bengals gave me hope this year that anything's possible, even though I've said this on this podcast once, I'll say it again. Every time that I look at teams that have experience or teams that are really like fresh faced, you know, uh, coming out finally to the, the playoffs after missing it for a few years, or if there are a bunch of rookies on the team. I tend to lean with the veterans that have been there before. Every time I think experience is crucial. However, the Bengals showed this year that you don't always need that experience to get to places, you know? So I think, with the, the Chargers, they could repeat what the Bengals did this season, um, potentially. I mean, Justin Herbert, I think he has a lot to prove to people still, uh, and especially because, I mean, I've heard people doubt him just off the fact that he missed the playoffs, but it really came down to a, a coin flip. It really came down to um, a few a few knees that the Raiders could have had, and, and they could have made the playoffs. It came down to their head coach making a, a call on a timeout when he probably shouldn't have. Exactly, exactly. But with uh, with anybody that's doubting the Khalil Mack move, all I got to say is look at Von Miller. I mean, look, a lot of people forgot about Von Miller for a long time. Um, I feel like just being in Denver where there wasn't really that much going on for a little bit, people kind of forgot he existed. Even though he was still a good football player, he wasn't on primetime games. He wasn't really shown that much. And people forgot he existed. Let's be real. I think that's kind of the case of Khalil Mack. And then you saw the impact that Von Miller had in the Super Bowl. I mean, you could see he was on like every play almost, it seemed. And uh, I think having that piece, that defensive center that can A, stop the run, and then B, get those key sacks when you really need, uh, I think that's crucial in the NFL right now. Um, And especially in this division where you're going to have Russell Wilson now, you're going to have Patrick Mahomes. Like you're going to need guys to step up on defense. Uh, The Chargers' defensive struggles, I mean, they're going to need somebody to come in there and finally clog up those holes. And I think, I don't think Khalil Mack is the end-all be-all with this team, but I think it's a good start to get this defense hit in the right direction. Him and uh, Joey Bosa, right? It's Yeah, Nick's on 49ers. Joey Bosa is going to be a key duo with Khalil Mack, and I'm excited to see how they they work out together. Like the Chargers, they need... I know the run on JC Jackson. I've seen JC Jackson's name being linked to the Chargers. He might Dude, if he goes there. If he goes there, I would say they're they're near Super Bowl favorites. They got money, man. And like I said, when you have a quarterback who's on a rookie contract that is as good as Justin Herbert is, you spend money and you capitalize on that. And I mean, look at Kansas City, like with Patrick Mahomes. Like I know you had Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey there, but you have Mahomes on a rookie contract and you spent money to bolster up the offensive line. You spent money to get some defensive players when they won the Super Bowl. Like, you know, you just got to take opportunities when you have a quarterback on a rookie contract and just spend money. And I know, like I said, JC Jackson has been a name that's been linked there. If they don't get him and they get like Stefan Gilmore, that's good. And then, you know, with that pick they have, 
I think a great player they can take is Jordan Davis from Georgia. Like he's a guy that's a great run defender and he's a defensive tackle and they need that. They can definitely, if they, if everything goes as to according to plan and they have a good off season, the chargers, I think definitely can be in the super bowl and they're going to be a team I would not want to play next season. Oh, for sure, man. I'm, so excited to see how that division ends up working now. It's like there's a piece of me that wants the summer to be here already in better weather and just, you know, fun conditions. But then at the same time, I'm like, you know something, man, football starts in September. Let's just let's just skip to this to September, man. Let's skip to like the heart of the season and just see how all of this stuff plays out. I cannot wait for it. But uh, yeah, so like I was saying in the beginning of the show, there was another move and <laughs> it failed in comparison to all these other moves. Yeah, Carson Wentz got traded, which – I don't think it's that big of a surprise to a lot of people. I just think it's uh, kind of surprising that Indianapolis does not have a backup option at the moment. Um, at the moment, again, like that could change throughout the next week. There's a lot of moving pieces. And um, I mean, at this point, what do you think Indianapolis is doing? Do you think they have a guy on the radar? One guy who I'm going to say um, I could see going there is Jameis Winston. I think that he could be a guy that they're targeting potentially. Hey, I'm just going to say this. So, in Madden, I don't know if this ever happens to any other people, but Madden's actually fairly accurate with predicting where uh, free agents are going to land. Like, it's kind of impressive. And, like, every time I do, like, a franchise mode and skip ahead a little bit, Jameis Winston always ends up on the Colts. So that's, like, the sole reason why I'm saying that. But I could just see it being a good fit. I mean, having a quarterback that is more willing to take chances, a little bit more aggressive, and can progress the ball down the field a lot better than Carson Wentz can and has a cannon for an arm. You pair that with a running back that is a monster and you are going to have a good duo that I believe will make the playoffs. So I could see that happening, but is there any other options you think are going to end up in Indianapolis or? See with Indianapolis. Well, first of all, just to talk about the trade as a whole, um, I don't know if I really liked it for either side, like, okay. For the, for the commanders, they were a team that were looking for a quarterback and they were, very aggressive in their pursuit of Russell Wilson. They struck out on him. Heck, there was a report that they even called the Chiefs about Patrick Mahomes. Like, they were doing their research on trying to get a quarterback. They settle on Carson Wentz, and with Carson Wentz, he, I mean, look, you can look at the numbers and be like, oh, okay, he had a pretty good season, but look at the last couple of games. The Colts should have made the playoffs. They were a shoo-in to make the playoffs. I think they had a 98% chance to make the playoffs, and they squandered that. They lost to, I think it was the Raiders, and then obviously they lost that game against the Jaguars. And you just saw Carson Wentz's true colors come out. And, you know, for the commanders, you know, paying that money for Carson Wentz, his contract is still very large. It's not great, but like you were talking about for the Colts, I don't like it for them because what's their option? Um since Andrew Luck has retired, they've just kind of thrown, they've had like a band-aid, you know, for that quarterback position because Philip Rivers was there first season. You had Jacoby Brissett, um, and then obviously Carson Wentz. Like they haven't really gotten that the position right uh since then. And you know, you wonder what they can do. I've seen them link to Gardner Minshew. I've seen, you know, that could be a potential fit. Marcus Mariota is a free agent. Mitch Trubisky's gone. He's for the Steelers now, so that's not an option. But Jameis Winston wouldn't be bad either because, I mean, before Jameis Winston tore his ACL, he was very efficient. And, you know, obviously Jameis Winston, a lot of people like to say, oh, he's a turnover machine, 30 interceptions in the season. I understand that. But he was very efficient for the Saints. And I think 
for the Colts, they have a good system. I think Carson Wentz just quite frankly sucks. You know, I, I don't know how he was, I don't know how they were not able to fix him because the situation was great for him. He had a great offensive line, the best running back in the NFL from last season, uh, a solid wide receiver corpse. I mean, you don't have a complete number one, but, you know, Michael Pittman had a pretty good season. Then you have your former offensive coordinator as the head coach who knows you the best, who vouched for you publicly so many times, and he still couldn't get the best out of you. So just Carson Wentz is a trash quarterback. Um, but I don't, I don't even think it's necessarily his QB play. I think it's more of how he presents himself in the locker room. If I'm that, honest. I mean, I was going to say, yeah, I was going to get to that too. Cause I, I'm assuming you saw the report of uh, him during the Eagles Super Bowl run, him talking to the other injured players and kind of being upset about Nick Foles leading the teams at the Super Bowl. And then, you know, you, you just hear about him, like being away from the team, you know, in the locker rooms, just when you're a quarterback, you are supposed to be a leader. Like you are the, you are the player, the position that everyone's going to look to on the offensive side of the ball. Like you're the quarterback, like you're supposed to be the leader of the team. And Carson Wentz just does not show good leadership qualities, but I don't know. We'll see what the Colts do. I mean, they don't have a first round pick this year. So if they wanted to draft a quarterback, they'd have to draft to trade up back in the first round. I don't know if there's anybody they like, but they certainly have to figure this position out. And ever since Andrew Luck retired, it's just not been smooth sledding for them. They have not had consistent quarterback play. And this team just needs a quarterback. And they can be, again, one of those teams that could be in the Super Bowl. They have so much cap space. I think they have the most cap space in the NFL right now, if I'm not mistaken. So I don't know. I, I just think they're going to probably get a guy who's a bridge quarterback, maybe Teddy Bridgewater, maybe Gardner Minshew, and then, you know, try to find that long-term option. But we'll see. They, they, do, they do have a playoff roster, though, I think. I will say immediately, though, I do think that if they do get Gardner Minshew, he is a long-term option. Again, I've been a huge Gardner Minshew supporter. He could be. Him yeah. and Trevor Lawrence had the same amount of touchdowns after week nine. So, I mean, that's just showing right there. I mean, hey, he's a good quarterback. But – yeah. Uh, 30, what is it? 40, 41 touchdowns and uh, something like 16 interceptions, something like that. Hey, Minshew, Minshew's been pretty good. So I know he's been linked and, you know, I just, I, I do think he's better than some starting quarterbacks. I do agree with you. So if they wanted to take a shot on him, I would not be opposed to that. Especially putting him in that situation with a great running back, uh, a decent wide receiver core. I think that would be huge. Um, I do want to say one last thing about Carson Wentz. So I actually didn't hear about that report ever. I'm just assuming off of the fact that I did hear some stuff when he was in Philadelphia of teammates even saying like, man, uh, you know, I don't really want to talk about Carson or like stuff like yeah. that. That kind of gave me the wrong impression of him. And then I feel like this has never really happened in the NFL before where you had a quarterback that put up pretty good numbers. I mean, 25, 26, 27 touchdowns, seven, eight interceptions, whatever it was, something like that. He, I mean, the numbers look pretty good. He didn't turn the ball over a lot. He did just enough to win games a majority of the time. I don't think that the normal NFL franchise would move on from that without having a plan B and also giving up a first-round pick for, for this guy. I don't think after one year they would just immediately uh, flip him unless there was some serious locker room issues that have not really come to uh, maybe the front lines of the media yet. But 
I think it just, it just sounds so weird uh, with all those details I just mentioned, like why they would give up on him after one year. I would think they would at least bring him back one more year, maybe let him play out a piece of his contract and then try to flip him. But maybe on the, the other side of that equation, maybe they thought, hey, man, like, you know, we saw probably the best side of him last year. We already gave up a first rounder for him. Uh, his value is going to completely tank after this next season if we let him go out there again. So might as well just get a a third for him that could become a second if he plays. I think it's, again, like 75% of his snaps like it was for this year for Indianapolis. But, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. I think they're one of the more uh, intriguing teams that do not have a quarterback right now, especially because they were they were a few quarters away from going to the playoffs. Just really wonder what their plan is. I I don't know. I mean, this isn't like a, a groundbreaking free agency class, unless if their plan is Jimmy Garoppolo, but is he really is he really going to be the long-term option? I don't really think so. Jimmy Garoppolo is as average as it can possibly be. I don't know. And you're going to be paying Jimmy Garoppolo a lot of money. Like a, yeah, if they trade like a third or a fourth for like Garoppolo, and I wouldn't really call that a big victory going from Carson Wentz to Garoppolo. You know, they're, they're kind of the same in my book, to be honest. Maybe Jimmy G is a little bit better because he doesn't turn the ball over as much as Carson does, but I don't know. I in the NFL nowadays, you really need a quarterback that can take you over the top. And the Colts, I don't think, are going to find that type of quarterback. No, I, I don't see that happening this offseason, at least. I mean, maybe they got something up their sleeve, but that's that's yet to be seen. So one last thing I kind of wanted to end with is, uh, you know, speaking of uh, charges and, uh, you know, punishments and stuff like that, they were, the NFL came down really hard on uh, Calvin Ridley. Like, oh, yeah. Wicked. Uh, and I want to bring that up because it seems a little bit hypocritical to me. Look, I'm not going to deny. I think Calvin Ridley probably deserved to be suspended because, you know, it's kind of obvious you don't bet on your own team, uh, even though he had no participation in it. Look, if he bet that the, the Falcons were going to lose that game and he was playing, that that is cause to be kicked out of the NFL right there. That's different. He was not playing. He was injured. And he bet on them. It was like a 1,500 bet. Or it was a parlay or something like that. 1,500 I think he's yeah, spent fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, that's what we're, we're always talking about, like parlays with like uh, you know Peter and Pombo's picks. But it's funny because now you know he, he got suspended a whole year for it, and it's just it's crazy to me because there's been so much, uh, not even just with Deshaun Watson, but just with uh, domestic abuse in the NFL. And you hear guys get suspended one game, two games. You, I mean, you had Tom Brady get suspended four games for supposedly he may or may not have known that there were, the balls were more inflated or less inflated, whatever it was, like four or five years ago, which is crazy to me. And then you have, you know, guys are like beating other people, getting in trouble, getting arrested, and they get suspended like two games. And I don't, I don't understand the logic in it, man. It's just like the whole Calvin Ridley situation. Like, yeah, like, look, he bet on his old team, you know, suspend him two games, four games, five games, six games. But a whole year is kind of brutal, in, in my opinion. But do you do you have a different take on that? So what actually what I'm reading is it's actually he spent more or he bet more than $1,500 because obviously the tweet was $1,500. But it seems like he's actually spent more money than he claimed to. Um, so more money than that. But for the situation as a whole, I think a year punishment is fine. Now, obviously, like – those other things you said, I think, do warrant more punishment. But, I mean, when you're – think about Pete Rose in the MLB. Like, 
he's not even in the Hall of Fame because of this exact issue because he was betting on games. Like, I think the NFL came down hard on Calvin Ridley, so they ensure that this doesn't happen again and a player won't do that again. Um, because, I mean, when you're betting on games, like, that certainly can, you know, cause a lot of problems. Like, say you're a player betting against your own team. You're going to purposely probably throw the game away, Right. Like I know Calvin Ridley bet on foul like for the Falcons to win, but you just can't encourage that type of behavior. And I think the NFL just kind of said to themselves, like, okay, well, let's give him a year and let's come down hard on him so the rest of our players don't decide to do that. Um, so I mean, I, I guess I, I I do get the one year. Obviously, there's been a lot of people who have done a lot worse that have gotten less games, you know, involving, you know, physical assault and things like that. But um, I think the NFL gave him a year just to send a message to the rest of the league and just say, you can't do this. And I mean, this I mean, this is an issue that really hasn't happened too often. I think the last one that I've seen was maybe a couple of years ago, but with a lower uh lesser known player but not an issue that gets brought up often but definitely don't want to encourage that type of behavior so you want to just go hard on Calvin Ridley Ridley was all in all these trade rumors but I mean now you know he kind of screwed himself over because now he's not only lost the fifth to more than fifteen hundred dollars he spent on on the uh, betting app, but he also lost over $11 million of his own money because he won't be able to play this season. So uh, the thing that kind of aggravates me about Calvin, Calvin Ridley, if I'm honest, is that, well, first of all, I have him on my fantasy team. So I was kind of hurting last year when he went out, but I was like, look, man, that guy, he says he has issues. He's dealing with them. Like I understand that, but it like, it, it just kind of sends the wrong message now with how, Obviously, now we're finding out that during his absence, he was, you know, gambling on other teams. And it's like kind of makes me wonder, like, what well, was he actually struggling with things? But I don't really want to go into that too much. But I think, you know, just something I wanted to say. And also with Calvin Ridley, another thing that I was listening with another podcast, which really made me think is like, where's where's the fine line with the NFL, though, with gambling? Because, look, there's definitely some players that are in the NFL that have fantasy teams that are definitely starting themselves, that are definitely starting fellow members on their team. That may, I don't know, that this has never come out or anything, but maybe starting members on another team. Like, look, this definitely happens, at least in, in other games, um, you know, and I just don't understand, like, where the line is. Because if a guy is, let's say he has a $500 fantasy league, just for fun or whatever, you know, and uh, he, he's playing himself, like, isn't that the same thing? Or isn't that, like, nearly the same thing? I just don't really see the difference between that. And I'm like, man, if the NFL is going to come down this hard on, on him, I just – I hope they clarify some things with fantasy football uh, because, I mean, I don't know. For me, that's the one part that really didn't seem fair. It's just like I know there's definitely guys that probably probably are betting more on fantasy football and have themselves included on their team or other team members, and they've never gotten suspended even a game for that. So, again, it's just I feel like there is a double standard with a lot of this stuff with the NFL, and that's something where I'm, like, not a fan of at all. Like the fantasy leagues they're doing weren't for money? I don't know. Um, I know Tony Romo had something back in like 2015. He, it was like a gambling convention that got got shut down by the NFL. But it was like a fan. It, no, it was a fantasy football convention thing that he was hosting or something like that. And the NFL shut it down. But 
Yeah, I don't know. It's it's certainly the NFL, I think, definitely has to fix kind of, you know, how they punish people. Like, obviously, you know, we mentioned the assault things like players getting like four games, six games for that. Um, but I think with this one, like they just really wanted to come down hard on him. Just so it doesn't happen again. And I guess I can understand it in that way, but I don't know. It, for Calvin Ridley, it's certainly going to be, you know, interesting to see when he eventually does come back in 2023, like how he's going to look and, you know, what his trade market would be now at that time. Just a really weird situation. And it was certainly surprised when I saw this. I, I couldn't believe it, but. I don't know. I do think the league wanted to give him the the year long suspension just to make just to prove a point and just to send a message, not for anybody else to do it again. Look, man, as long as Davis Mills isn't getting suspended a year, I'm happy. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> keep, keep Davis Mills safe. Protect Davis Mills. Make him your starting future quarterback, Houston Texans. You hear me? Do not do not draft somebody. Do not draft a quarterback with that third overall pick. Do not include a quarterback in that Deshaun Watson trade. Just, just keep keep Davis Mills by himself, man. I am begging on him for fantasy football. Please, I'm begging you. Um, Yeah, but anyways, they, they signed uh, Jeff Driscoll, I heard, but that, I'm not really worried about that. Uh, your former Lions quarterback, right? Uh, yeah, but, I mean, I, yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. I don't know anything about that guy. I know he went to Florida and he, he got drafted. I think he got drafted by the Red Sox, fun you, fact. But yeah. Former yeah. tight end, too. I think he was a tight end. Or he might actually – did he transfer as a tight end? Did he switch positions? I think so. I think he might have switched positions last year. I yeah. Think. I don't know. Dude, it's it's funny, man. We ended up going from Tom – well, Carson Wentz to Tom Brady to Aaron Rodgers to Russell Wilson to Carson Wentz to uh, – who else? Uh, Khalil Mack. Russell uh, Wilson. David, David Mills somehow got included in there at the end. So, hey, Jeff, Jeff Driscoll. Can't forget about him. Jeff Driscoll. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, this is why you got to listen to Rough in the Basket. But it's been a good episode. Car, you have anything else you want to say to the people? Guys, you know, glad for Noah. Glad to have Noah back on the show. We have so much to talk about. NFL free agency is going on as we speak. And I'm sure when we come back next week, we're going to have a lot to break down for the NFL free agency period. Um, but make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at rough, the basket to follow us on Instagram at rough in the basket. Follow me on Twitter at B underscore 13. And you can follow Noah on Instagram at mburnt 37. Noah, what do you have to leave the people off with? Dude, all I'm going to say, man, Kid Cunningham is kind of killing it right now, bro. He's been putting up so many 20-point games recently, been shooting really well. Like, look, I know we don't talk about basketball all that much, but how can you blame <laughs> us, man? With all this with all this NFL talk that's happening today, all these trades that are going on, all these signings that are happening right now, all these guys being released out of nowhere, it's like there's just so much going on with the NFL. Next week, we will definitely include basketball in some kind of form, but we will. You know, it's it's going to be a good time. I'm looking forward to it. We will. Kay Cunningham's been balling lately. But thank you guys so much for listening this week, and we will see you guys next week. Peace.